Well, the border war went about as badly as you could have possibly expected. For Missouri, and on top of that, the benching of Isaiah Mosley continues to cast a pall over this season. And in this game in particular, I hate to say it, the decision felt almost cruel. So let's talk about that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for telling a friend that we're available five days a week at LockedOnMizzou.com, wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube, etc., etc., etc. And you know what? Just at the top here, really quickly, I, I do want to put out some good vibes into the universe for Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach, who reportedly is in critical condition in the hospital. And all I know is college football is a lot more fun with Mike Leach in it. So, coach, best wishes out, out there to you and get well soon. But you know what? Obviously, as a Missouri fan, that, that Missouri basketball game against Kansas really bummed me out, to say the least. A 28-point blowout by the Jayhawks. As Bill Self said, that's the best Kansas has played all year. Well, I'd say it was the worst Missouri has played all year, too. So, tough time for all that. But all the credit in the world to the Jayhawks. They played great. I hate to say it. Hurts to say it, but it was true. You can't get away from it. They were just better than Missouri at literally every aspect of the ball game. But you know what? I wasn't bummed out just because of that one game. It's because of everything that's happened in the last 10 years, including the the Norfolk State upset of that tournament. Just a groin kick after groin kick after groin kick. If you're a Missouri basketball fan, including the Michael Porter Jr. saga, that whole thing, everything that happened in the Kim Anderson years, the disappointment of the Conzo Martin era. Well, not only did Missouri, the buildup of that game, that had come up short, well, something really struck me, to be honest. And it's something a lot of people have talked about. It didn't really sink in until Saturday for me. And while this rivalry, no question, if it moves forward, if the Tigers and Jayhawks play every single year in basketball, that's awesome. It's always going to be great. It's going to be a, a sellout, a great atmosphere, and all that stuff. But you know what? It's also never going to be the same either. And that really hurts to say. Because the the missing stakes, the home and away, you play in Allen Fieldhouse and Mizzou Arena every single year, conference titles on the line, a possibility for a rubber match in a conference tournament. Well, that's all done. Now what Missouri-Kansas is now, well, frankly, it's just a better version of the Bragg and Rights rivalry. And listen, again, Bragg and Rights is great, but it's called Bragg and Rights against Illinois, of course. It's called Bragging Rights because that's all that's really on the line, a really entertaining neutral site basketball game in December between geographic rivals. Well, that's what Missouri and Kansas has become. Again, indeed, if it continues, if it, there is no guarantee that this rivalry continues on forever, by the way. Apparently, a lot of people 
were very upset when Eli Drinkwitz held up one of the signs in the crowd. He held up several signs in the student section, apparently, but one sign in particular that said five level one violations. Well, this got the Kansas City media all up in arms, and which I find hilarious, by the way, because what what's worse? Eli Drinkwitz having a little bit of fun at a rival's expense. Once again, he didn't actually make the sign. But even if he did, what's worse? The sign or the level one violations? The sign or Bill Self blatantly cheating? Now, come on, Kansas City media. Let's be realistic here. Take Bill's, um, let's see, how do I put this? Take Bill's self out of yourself for just one minute and think before you tweet because that take is embarrassing. By all means, dunk on Missouri's basketball program if you're a KU fan. Like Kansas had plenty of dunks this past Saturday. But that attempted dunk, like, oh, whoa, you guys are the ones that cheated. So don't get mad at us for pointing it out. How about that? But you know what? I digress because we are talking about this basketball game in particular. And to me, it's just a big missed opportunity. Not not so much at a quality win, although it is certainly that, an opportunity to build that NCAA tournament potential resume but really just in terms of, of fan and excitement and engagement, it's just really disappointing that Missouri couldn't have at least fielded a competitive basketball game. And while there were a lot of things, to be brutally honest, that I got wrong in my predictions for the Missouri-Kansas game, one thing I, I did get right is that Missouri couldn't afford to help off of Grady Dick. And especially early in the basketball game, I thought Dick really set the tone for Kansas knocking down open shots. And at the end of the day, while, let's see, what did he end up with? 16 points. His numbers might not completely jump off the page at you. I thought his shooting set the tone and helped open up lanes for the rest of those KU wings like KJ Adams and, and McCullough, two guys who I probably didn't talk up enough in the previews. I just kind of threw them into, you know, the pile of Kansas's versatile athletic wings. Well, both of those guys played excellent basketball. But, you know, again, it's just disappointing to see that kind of a start. Twenty six to twelve, Kansas makes their first ten shots of the game. Most of them were pretty wide open, too. I mean, it felt like just dunks and layups left and right. I mean, Missouri was outclassed. Let's be realistic. I, I wrote down in my notes the first 12 minutes of this game, Missouri was down 36-17. to 17. I said, bad basketball. Couldn't be worse. Bad defense, bad shots. We look nervous, and they don't. And I think that was part of it. That may have been the thing that I got the most wrong is that I thought Kansas would be affected by the atmosphere. And certainly it was a good atmosphere, but because of the fast start by the Jayhawks, the energy was just never able to be maintained for any long period of time. But unfortunately, what's even more disappointing to me is I think when your offense is really struggling, you know what you could use? A big-time score. And actually there's a guy who is a big-time scorer on Missouri's bench named Isaiah Mosley. And at this point, this situation is beyond confusing, and Dennis Gates' explanation 
after the game really didn't provide any clarity. At this point, we really need a better explanation. I think Missouri fans are owed that much. And I want to talk more about Mosley and why I do think the decision to sit him this entire basketball game was borderline cruel, if I'm being honest with you. But first, let's not talk about cruelty. Let's talk about love, because today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Ah, how does it sound to get a nice belly full of meat this holiday season? Well, I think that's a great idea, because Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher since 1917. Yes, over a 100 years of goodness and a holiday gift that's guaranteed to be loved. We all have somebody who's tough to shop for, often Older guys, right, with a bunch of money. Well, those guys who are well off, you know what they like? Steak, the gift that keeps on giving. And again, Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. It's a gift that will be remembered with each and every unforgettable bite. So order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the absolute best. So visit omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the box and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app. YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And this Isaiah Mosley thing, who's getting a little bit exhausted by it at this point? Just disappointing to not even see him in this basketball game. As I said, we're probably going to need Mosley in my previews leading up to this basketball game if we're going to beat Kansas. Well, they kind of proved me right, I guess. Not that Mosley was going to make up a 28-point spread whatsoever. But the problem with all this is obviously just to point out the obvious. I sounded like Austin Powers there. I don't know what's going on with Isaiah Mosley, and there could be a very good explanation for all of this. However, now with Dennis Gates' original explanation of, well, Isaiah has personal reasons for whatever he's going through, and that explain perhaps he's missing practice. Again, this just all opens up speculation, as I just did there. With I said, well, maybe he's missing practice. We haven't even had any of that confirmed whatsoever. But now there's another explanation from Dennis Gates. He says, here's a different quote. He says, after the Kansas game, Gates says, I anticipate Isaiah helping us, without a doubt. The transition he's going through He's going to get to the other side of it, and he's going to help us win ball games, and I'm excited about it. Everyone's transition is different. He'll help us without a doubt. So that sounds more like somebody who's going through a transition into the program so much, not so much as personal issues, right? So again, that explanation, is anybody satisfied with that particular explanation? just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We've seen enough from Isaiah to know that he's one heck of a talented basketball player. On top of just the glimpses we've seen at Missouri so far, his numbers at Missouri State last season were 
historic in some ways, shooting 50% from the field, 40 from three, over 80 from the foul line, and over 20 points a game. That just does not happen very often, even at the mid-major level. So to me, especially to not play him at all, Again, it just doesn't really add up that if he's been going through personal re- personal things and whatever, you you, add, you start adding some stuff up here. Okay, well, he was at least involved enough. He had transitioned enough in the previous game to play six minutes, which I'm sure, which I'm sure Isaiah Mosley didn't think he was signing up to play six minutes in one game and zero minutes against his old high school teammate Dewan Harris against Kansas in his hometown. I mean, I can think I can't think of anything if so if you're a prideful basketball player, that's embarrassing. Doesn't that doesn't that have to embarrass him that he sat on the bench the entire game with his jersey top off. And by the way, his his body language, sure, when guys were coming off the floor, he was dapping them up and that kind of thing. But at one point in the middle of that basketball game, everybody in the huddle had their arms around each other for Missouri. Except Isaiah Mosley. Guys had their arms around him, but Mosley's arms were down to his side. And on its own, that's not a big deal whatsoever. But I thought that body language told me about all I needed to know what was going through his mind at that moment. And again, I have absolutely no idea what's going on here. I really don't, and I really don't want to speculate. But that's all we as fans can really do right now because Dennis Gates' explanation for this matter have left a lot to be desired. They haven't really explained anything. So to me, just as a Missouri fan, as somebody who's bought into this team this year, really likes Dennis Gates, by the way. I'm a huge fan of what he's done so far, what he's going, what he's going to do in the future, hopefully. I'm very, very optimistic. But at the same time, this whole thing, I think Missouri fans are owed more of an explanation than this. I mean, what if you were the person who had, there's, here's rumors, by the way, that Isaiah Mosley got a decent amount of money and name, image, and likeness to come to Missouri. What if you're the booster or the people or the collective that helped make that happen? How are you feeling right now? It's another interesting thing to think about this new world that we're in. Who really does control college basketball and football? Well, apparently it's still the coaches, and Dennis Gates is quite possibly making that very much known. And again, while I'm still certainly very optimistic about the Gates era going forward, I didn't love some of his strategic decisions on Saturday. Most notably, I just didn't understand why it seemed like Missouri went away from what they had been doing offensively in the first nine basketball games, most notably running five out offense with nobody in the middle of the lane, basically. Well, unfortunately, a lot of Missouri's offense in the half court obviously was stagnated by some good Kansas defense, but at the same time, just the idea that Missouri kept throwing the ball into the post over and over again on the baseline, usually eight to ten feet away with somebody like Kobe Brown. Occasionally, Trey Gomillion would get it down there. Noah Carter had his moments down in the post, but it just seemed like more often than not, whoever that player was would get double teamed and nothing good would happen out of it. It just took Missouri completely out of what they were normally doing. And I will say, though, 
That's one thing about five out, hey, run and gun type offense. And we've seen this in the NBA playoffs, by the way, too, at times. Run and gun type basketball is a lot easier when it's low stakes. Okay? That is one thing for sure. And I also don't know that five out offense is necessarily Dennis Gates' long term plan. And that type of basketball is where a lot of a lot of the game has gone, but also the Tigers recruited Jamarian Sharp and thought they had him this past season. The seven foot three shot blocker from Western Kentucky. Well, if that actually happens, this team looks completely different in that scenario than it does today. The defense obviously looks different, but the offense by necessity would have to look different too. You can't play five out with that type of center. So again, I think this is just more of a by by necessity. This is how Gates feels like this team should play. It's a fun style to watch. I wouldn't complain if this is the style going forward, his preferred style, but it seems like Gates is more of a malleable kind of coach who will just put his players in the best situations that he thinks obviously to win. But in my opinion, just all the post stuff that we got into on Saturday, I thought that was detrimental at a certain point. And coming up, it usually doesn't take this long to get to football on this show, but that's what happens when the border war is reignited. So let's talk about a guy coming from the transfer portal, a former five-star receiver, in fact, coming to Missouri, and a starter entering the transfer portal. So a, a gain and a loss for Tiger football. Let's talk about that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. And back in the day, I had a break in. This was before Simply Safe, and I was fortunate that I didn't get in trouble into some kind of physical harm of some sort because I actually walked into the middle of a break-in in my own house back in the day. Now, fortunately, I'm a very intimidating man, and they ran for it. But you know what? There could be multiple people in. You never know what could happen. Let's just avoid these crazy scenarios with Simply Safe. We believe your home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holidays. So that's why... I'm giving you the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system that is Simply Safe. As of right now, Simply Safe is offering locked on listeners 40% off a new security system. So don't put this off. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. During the preseason, it was a back and forth battle at punter for Missouri. Sean Ketting, the kickoff specialist, was initially the Missouri punter during the middle of the season, though. Jack Stonehouse took over, but Stonehouse now hitting the transfer portal. So Sean Ketting will handle the punting, the punting, excuse me, in bowl season, but that means Missouri will be looking for a new punter for 2023. But speaking of the 2023 season, Theo Wheeze or Wheezy, perhaps any relation to little Wayne, I'm not sure, but Theo, let's just call him that, the former five-star receiver, actually the 33rd overall player, according to some rankings, out of the 2019 class. 
He's played four years of college football, if you include a missed injury season of 2021. He was pretty good at Oklahoma. Not wild, not great, not eye-popping numbers, but of course the Sooners have a lot of talented players to throw to, generally speaking. C.D. Lamb, among many others in recent years, but I wouldn't expect him certainly to replace Dominic Lovett's production, but definitely an interesting player. 6'3", 200 pounds, obviously has a lot going for him. A fourth-year junior, so perhaps even more eligibility for that young man coming. Maybe two years left for him to play for the Tigers. So an interesting piece to add, definitely more depth for that receiver room. But you know what? Word on the street, according to Gabe DeArmond at PowerMizzou.com, this may be the biggest news of the offseason of all if it actually comes to fruition. There was some pessimism as far as Ennis Rakestraw and Chris Abrams-Drain returning to Columbia for another season. Well, now it's pointing the other direction, looking like both of those guys are going to come back to Columbia. So I've definitely thought this whole offseason, those are two really important names to watch, as you've heard here on Locked on Mizzou. So according to Gabe DeArmond, some positive signs on both. Frankly, if Missouri can get Chris Abrams-Drain and Rakestraw back Next season, that is enormous because as much as Missouri's going to have a lot of important play, re, important players, excuse me, to replace next season, to me, those guys were the absolute foundation of the defense last year. And thanks once again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories. Instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, and by the way, it's possible I might take a little bit of time off this week. But then again, I might not. Who knows? If there's a bunch of news, I'm definitely going to be compelled to hit this microphone. But do need to catch up on some, some things. So don't be surprised if I miss a show or two here or there this week. Nothing to be alarmed about whatsoever. But once again, thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou. I am John Miller. Have a good one.